startups begin in communities across the country. Why does Silicon Valley get so much credit? My name is Nick Kastner. And I'm Caitlin Clays. We're interviewing the people building startup communities across America. But in the areas no one is talking about, the middle. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast by Mug.News. This is the Ecosystem Builder Podcast. Ecosystem building is a subset of economic development that focuses on fostering entrepreneurial activity in a community. For this episode, we are chatting with Katie Silversmith. Katie is an ecosystem builder in St. Louis, Missouri, as the co-founder of Thrive Coworking. Katie, thank you for joining the show. Thank you so much for having me, Nick. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Yeah, of course. Um, so to kind of start with, how, how did you first get involved in St. Louis's startup community? Yeah, that's a good question. So um, I own a co-working space, uh, Thrive Co. And this I've been in the co-working world for about five and a half years. Um, my first venture into this world was um, I was the director of another space and helped it from when it was founded until it grew to full capacity. Um, and it was all for wellness professionals. I'm actually a social worker. So I have oh, a background wow. in clinical social work. And I, um, but I really enjoyed working with new business owners. Um, in that case, it was therapists mainly um, to help them launch their businesses and, um, and grow and be successful. And so shortly after, um, or not shortly after, I was there for a couple of years. And then I transitioned into, um, my husband and I decided to start a co-working space of our own that wasn't industry specific, um, but that worked with small businesses and startups and gave them access to the things that they needed to be successful. So we're a co-working space, but we kind of have a an incubator feel in a way, just because we serve as kind of a one-stop shop for entrepreneurs to have access to literally anything they need to be able to grow their business and be successful. Um, and we opened in January, 2019. So we're almost two and a half years old. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Katie, what's one thing about the St. Louis startup scene that someone who I like, like myself, I, I haven't spent much time in St. Louis. What's something I wouldn't know about the, uh, about St. Louis's startup community without having been there? Okay. So I think the most magical thing about St. Louis is the fact that um, people are so willing to help one another. So mm-hmm. it's very flat in a, in a way, like the, the ecosystem, the startup ecosystem, it's very easy to talk to other startup founders or to talk to CEOs of corporations or people are really, it's a kind of a family feel here. And there's such a willingness to help people um, and help them be successful, which I don't think you'd see in a bigger city like New York City or something. There's probably, you know, a hundred layers between like, oh my gosh, I can't think of the word. Like the, the hierarchy. Yeah, of hierarchy. Yeah, yes. yes. I haven't had my coffee this morning, but um, <laughs> so yeah, there's so many layers to getting to, you know, people that you want to talk to. And here's just not like that. It's just really laid back. And there's such a interest in helping locally owned businesses and startups be successful. So yes. Yeah. It's very like, um, very much like Midwestern vibe, if you will. Totally. Yes. Yes. And so as someone who started a business within St. Louis, what is the access to like interest-free loans or grants or, um, any financing like that to, to kind of get started? Yeah. I, so I don't know comparatively to other cities because this mm-hmm. is where I've lived most of my life, but of course. it seems like it's really, there's a really vibrant um, funding landscape here. Uh, there's, 
I mean, it seems pretty good. We have, so part of our model is um, that we, in trying to give entrepreneurs access to things they need to be be successful, we have a lot of relationship with funders um, at different levels, depending on the type of business or the stage of business that they're in. And I would say that it just seems like, I, I don't know, people, again, back to that willingness to help. I feel like this ecosystem here is just so supportive. There's just so many resources available and it's such a great place to start a business. Um, so we have a lot of accelerators in town. Um, and again, I don't know comparatively to other cities, but it feels like we have a ton of them compared to the population yeah. here. Um, we There's just, there's a lot of venture capital. There's a lot of banks willing to help out. We have the St. Louis Economic Development Partnership, which helps out and has a lot of different funding options available. I mean, there it's just a great place to start a business. Yeah. So Katie, as someone who talks to a bunch of ecosystem builders and um, community leaders across the Midwest, that is not most people's answer. So I I, um, I can assure you, like uh, most answer is, oh, like we're working on it. But the fact that it's well-established in St. Louis is, um, is insightful to hear. Yeah. Um, so then like... Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, the, the next topic, um, we like tend to go, go into is, is getting a feel for where entrepreneurs hang out at in the city. Um, and, um, if we can kind of come at it at, at, through the lens of like a post COVID world that of course, like co-working spaces and coffee shops have looked very different over the past 18 months. Um, mm-hmm. but, but what are some of those like coffee shops or breweries or bars that the entrepreneurs tend to hang out in, in St. Louis? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm biased because I own a co-working space. Of course, so I would of course, say of that co-working spaces are where it's at for entrepreneurs in St. Louis. <laughs> yeah. There's, we have a really cool network of spaces here. And I, again, I don't have anything to compare it to in other cities, but what I love about our spaces here is that every single one has a completely different vibe and a niche in the market. And so there's really a place for everyone. We have just it's a really supportive and family-like community here of other spaces and space owners. And so I would say a lot is happening inside co-working spaces, to be completely honest. I also think we have Venture Cafe here in St. Louis, and that's a place where a ton of um, entrepreneurs come together to, and right now virtually, but hopefully, you know, in person um, soon, but that's where entrepreneurs really come together to, um, attend trainings and network and find partners for their startups and just communicate and collaborate. Um, so there's a lot of energy there. Um, I'm also part of something it's currently on hiatus, but house of genius. Um, I think, do you know house of genius? I'm not familiar. I, um, the, the name is intriguing, but I'm, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. It's, I, I think, don't quote me. I'm on being recorded. So I'm being quoted, but I think <laughs> it's, I think it's international. It's definitely national. Like there's different chapters. And basically okay. the idea is three entrepreneurs, um, once a month. So once a month, everybody um, gets together and it's a completely different group of people. I'm one of the volunteers. Um, and, uh, three entrepreneurs come and basically, kind of pitch their idea, but it's not um, to a room full of people who haven't identified themselves. So they just are allowed to share their first name. They don't say what they do. They don't say Mm. what title they have or what their last name is or anything. It's, it's intended to really level the playing field because the genius is there in the room, regardless of what your title is. And Mm. it's this collective playing off one another. But anyway, these three entrepreneurs come and pitch their idea 
And then they ask the audience a question that they need help with in their business. They're really trying to move the needle on their startup. And everybody gets to share their advice. Um, and, uh, and again, can't say what they, you know, what industry they're from or what they do for a living. But the genius that comes out of that is truly magical. And it really helps these entrepreneurs grow. And after, um, after every evening that we've done this, we go to a bar um, down the street afterwards and just get to say who we are and what we do and make further connections. But it's this really magical experience. So that's, that's something I've enjoyed being a part of. And I'm looking forward to that coming back. So. Yes. Yeah. That sounds like a, a just fascinating program. How about, I, I assume based on, I guess, the other like data points we've talked about with how many co-working spaces and what the funding landscape looks like, I'm assuming there's a bunch of events similar to the one you just described for entrepreneurs to meet each other, but also pitch, pitch their ideas. Um, is there like, I guess, a place or like a centralized location for people to go to learn about these upcoming events and like all the different happenings in, in St. Louis? Honestly, no, I would say the closest thing is Venture Cafe, um, because that I, that's really known and established here as the place for um, entrepreneurs. And I think it has tons of events. I mean, it's just so I would say that's probably the the closest option, you know, co-working spaces all have their own events as well. So mm-hmm. um, where a lot of that happens, but that would be probably the number one, in my opinion, just um, what I've seen. What startup would you say has been the most successful to come out of St. Louis? Oh, that's a hard question. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I think I... I don't know. We have a lot of really successful ones. Um, maybe I could just talk about ones that have really blown me away. Is that okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Much? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. So um, one is Swipe Some. Have you heard of Swipe Some? I don't think so. No. It's okay. And I'm. I don't know everything about them. So, but I, it's been impressive to watch their climb. Um, they are this really cool system where basically. For other startups and companies, they work for free to get them the the best credit card processor for their e-commerce needs. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, if I was launching a new arm of my business, I could work with Swipesome, tell them everything about this, you know, e-commerce side, how much, you know... um, each product costs, like how we're looking to scale, how many users we want to have, whatever the thing is, they collect all that data. And then they work with different um, credit card processors. They have tons of them in their network to find the ones that'll be the best fit for you, lowest fees, like, you know, just the best package overall. Then they come back Mm -hmm. and tell you about them. um, And you get to pick one and move forward. They handle the entire process. They handle any claims issues they handle. I mean, it's just, it's such a gift and it's free to the startup. Um, so it's, they're paid by the processors. Um, and so it's just a really cool model. They've been growing really rapidly and getting VC funding and wow, um, okay. so they're awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of some that are kind of off the beaten path, but, um, that's a that's, very kind of off the beaten path. I wouldn't have yeah. like, that's not like a, a business model that I would just think of. I'm like, oh, that, you know, like it's unique. It's unique. Yes. Um, what does like the media landscape look like in, in the startup scene that we, we find that it's important to um, that like startup communities have storytellers within them. How good of a job does like the traditional media outlets do? And then are there any like emerging blogs or podcasts or anything of that sort that cover the St. Louis ecosystem? That's a great question. So yes, um, I think that the Business Journal, St. Louis Business Journal, is 
pretty good. Again, I don't have a basis for comparison, but mm-hmm. they seem to cover the big um, things happening in the business world, including startups here in St. Louis. So like, you know, startups that are getting VC funding and that are growing other cities or whatever the case or um, mergers and acquisitions, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they do a decent job. I mean, I've, I, I learn a lot from reading that. Um, another one that's on a smaller scale is EQ, um, Entrepreneurial Quarterly, I think is what it stands for. Jonathan okay. Allen's the CEO over there. And he, um, his whole uh, model is focused on the startup world. So his, he turns out um, email newsletters that have updates on startups in St. Louis, and it's super helpful. I, I feel like that's a really, really great coverage. Um, another one that a podcast that's here locally, that's pretty awesome. It's probably one of my favorites is the Entrepreneurial thinking podcast. Um, okay. It's led by Christy Maxfield and Dr. Cheryl Watkins more, and they interview entrepreneurs. First, they always ask, what does entrepreneurially thinking mean to you? Um, so the entrepreneur gets to like define that, that concept. And then they learn about their journey and share how they've scaled their business. And um, it's super inspiring. So I would say those are the ones that stand out to me. Yeah. And even just like comparing how the different entrepreneurs answer that question would be interesting. Yes. Yeah. One time we, um, we were at a conference, um, the vision conference, which I'm a part of the planning committee. It's awesome. It's a, um, inclusivity conference for entrepreneurs. So it's the only Midwestern, um, it's my understanding. It's the only conference in the Midwest that focuses on, um, inclusion in the entrepreneur space. Um, so okay. for women, minority business owners, um, people of color, uh, immigrants, um, veterans, it's really, it's awesome. But anyway, at that event, um, they had a, uh, their podcast producer with a microphone going around table to table and saying, what does entrepreneurially thinking mean to you? And they got <laughs> a ton of different, um, answers to that question. It was really, it was fun. So yes. Yeah. What, what was the the name of that event that you just touched on? The vision conference, the vision conference. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's kind of been an ongoing theme that we really tried to highlight of how to, how to create a community that's inclusive yet diverse and like, and includes more than just like the traditional white tech startup bros. Yeah, um, exactly. To that point, it's interesting. Um, so St. Louis has been named the number one startup for women entrepreneurs. So wow. or, number one city, I'm sorry, for women entrepreneurs um, in the country. Um, we have apparently the number, like the highest per capita women founders um, in the country, which is pretty cool. So, I mean, just from that aspect there, you know, we're working hard on that and it's continuing to grow. So why St. Louis? I have no idea. That's a good question. I think it has to do with some of the things we're talking about, like access to funding, access to mm-hmm. resources, access to people to help you grow. Um, and uh, we are affectionately called the Silicon Prairie. So there's just, yeah. a, I mean, it's like a, there's a big, um, I, there's a big contingent of startups here. I think that it's just a, a great place to, to start a business. So. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So Katie, last question for you. Um, If I were to move to St. Louis tomorrow and wanted to start a business, what's the very first thing I should do? That's a great question. Um, Okay. I'm biased, but I say start a, start, join a co-working space because, and it doesn't have to be ours. It can be whatever, wherever you find your people. I think that if you have that network in St. Louis and that's what co-working spaces do best is that they hand you a network of people Mm -hmm. that are 
you know, can help you grow that are really invested in your success. That's the key to this. Um, and having that network can help you be so successful in all areas of your business. So I always say my number one piece of advice is to never do it alone, you know, build your tribe, build your community um, around you that can help you grow and be successful and that you can give back to as well. So I think co-working spaces are where it's at for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, very good advice, Katie. Th- thank you for giving us the uh, the rundown on all things St. Louis. And thank yeah. you so much for, for um, taking the time to chat with us this morning. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me, Nick. This is super fun. Yeah. Appreciate it. Now that we've learned about an ecosystem from the person building it, I'm going to link back up with Caitlin to clarify some jargon and take a deeper dive into this community. Hey, Nick, how is it going? How was your interview with Katie? You know, it was great to connect with Katie and probably the thing that I and and we were kind of talking about this beforehand of just like the network effects that are taking place for us that um, we connected with Katie because I think, Caitlin, you interviewed someone else in St. Louis who said you need to interview Katie. Um, So that's how we got her name. And then um, like she's a connection that I definitely just like enjoyed spending time with her. Great, great person. And it was also great. I I don't know much about St. Louis. Um, as was, as was kind of picked up in in the interview, so it was great to you know just l- learn more about that community and what's going on there, and like very, it is probably one of the most ro- robust ecosystems of all the places we've covered. Yes, I am in the same boat of thinking that as well. I used to know it for the St. Louis City Museum, which I will plug that so hard. It is so fantastic. It's like a playground for kids and adults. Um, And, you know, maybe it is just for kids, but I I love it so much. I don't care. (laughs) Yes. I, of course, would like to hit up the arch, you know, do the whole little sketchy elevator to the top. I've never done it. And I think that is just something that's kind of like going to Mount Rushmore or seeing the Statue of Liberty, just something that I I feel like I should do. So yeah, um, yeah, I have been there. It's like, and then it's sometimes it pauses and you're like, oh my gosh, are we gonna have to take the stairs? Oh, wow. Yeah. St. Louis, once pandemic slows down, I definitely recommend you go check it out. Um, So (laughs) plugging St. Louis again, that's how we build ecosystems, of course. So uh, during your interview or afterwards, did you have to look anything up? You know, not really. Um, Katie, I wouldn't say is like a textbook ecosystem builder. You know, like she's more of an entrepreneur. She started that co-working space um, that has been very successful and she's really built a community around that. But she is not like a academic like some of the other people we've talked talked to. So it was very just kind of straightforward. Right on. So, you know, before we close out, do you have any final thoughts that you wanted to share? None that really come up besides, I guess, Katie mentioned the conference that she went to. And I'm just excited for live events and conferences and like that, that aspect um, and it, it, it's close. I'm now fully vaccinated. Um, so if you have not been vaccinated yet, I would strongly recommend um, getting vaccinated so we can do things like go to live shows, attend conferences, meet people in person, all of that. Um, but that is it. Caitlin, do you want to read us out? Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Ecosystem Builder Podcast, which is a product of Mug.News and hosted by Nick Kastner and Caitlin Clays. If you have any questions about today's episode, connect with us on Twitter at Nick Kastner, at Clays Creates, or at Mug News Official. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with your friends. We release episodes every Wednesday morning, so make sure to follow so you don't miss a beat.